Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Kara, shaman, energy master, registered nurse, doctor of natural health, and a mom. I'm an ordinary person living my extraordinary life, but it wasn't always this way. Learning to walk a shamanic path opened me to extraordinary and changed the course of my life. Welcome to the Ascended Evolution Podcast, where season after season, I will be your guide around the medicine wheel, following the ancient wisdom path of indigenous peoples. We are all in the midst of a wild and crazy ascension process, and I wanna help you, I wanna support you. May these episodes inspire you to shine bright and live into your infinite potential with peace in your mind and love in your heart. Welcome back to the Ascended Evolution podcast. It's December of 2020, and in this episode, I want to take a moment and first extend gratitude. I really appreciate you being here and listening to all of this information that has made such a positive impact on my life. The month of December can bring lots and lots of activity, and we can easily lose sight of what's truly, truly important. And so in this episode, I want to remind you of perceiving and showing up in the world from the inside out rather than the outside in. I want to share with you the importance of cultivating an everlasting, trustworthy relationship with yourself that you can build upon. So I offer you three foundational steps to opening this relationship with yourself for a healthy, strong, and happy lifetime. Regardless of what is happening all around us, on the outside of ourselves, the most important thing that we should be tuning into is the frequency and the vibration, the emotions, the thoughts of what is going on inside of ourselves. In my many years of practice as a natural health and intuitive energy consultant, what I've seen over and over again and what I continue to see is a struggling relationship with self. At times, there's a complete lack of connection altogether. And I can confidently say that our relationship with self is the key indicator of our overall well-being and happiness. The lack or disrupted connection with our own hearts, with our own selves, leads to an increase in anxiety, overwhelm, difficulty in making decisions, repeating unhealthy patterns, perhaps depression, feeling unfulfilled, and the list can go on and on. What truly happens is we find ourselves lost. As we cultivate and deepen our awareness of who we are as an infinite being, the better we can express it through our human form 
So the more effective we become at claiming our personal power and living into our destiny. You see, I'm not referring to our relationship with our personality or the roles we step into, such as mother or father, friend, teacher, so on. But I'm speaking of the relationship we have with the essence of who we are. I'm speaking of our relationship with the timeless, infinite, and everlasting soul of our being. When we strip everything material, everything of form, away from this experience, what we're left with is the core of us. It's the center point of our being. What is left is our signature vibration. It's our soul. This is where we want to go to build our relationship with ourselves. It's where our morals and our values live. And it takes us beyond our mental mind. Unfortunately, this isn't something that is taught. We can't read about it and intellectualize it into reality. We have to live and experience. We have to be still. We have to spend time with ourselves. We have to give ourselves the space and the grace to make mistakes and to learn from them. Like any relationship we cherish, it requires our investment of time. It requires listening, giving space. It takes forgiveness, acceptance, and unconditional love. Let me ask you this. If we don't understand ourselves, how can we expect other people to understand us? See things from our perspective. If we don't care enough about ourselves to invest in a solid, good, healthy, strong relationship with ourselves, why should anyone else want to invest in a relationship with us? The key to healthy, strong relationships and a full, high-quality life starts and ends with our relationship with ourselves. Energetically, we are in a time of learning just how to take personal responsibility for what our lives look like and what we created. We're being called to take a look at our choices, our decisions, and how those decisions impact and create life that we are living. Do you live as though life happens to you? Or do you live as though you are an active participant? Do you know what you want? Do you know what triggers joy and laughter to rise up within you and fill you up so enormously that you overflow? Because I didn't. I really had no idea. Many of the people I meet and I work with have no idea either. They're lost, just as I was. And you know what? That's okay. In fact, being lost helped me find the course of my destiny. What's not okay is to walk around blaming other people and the circumstances around us 
because we feel unfulfilled. Life doesn't just happen to us, guys. We are human beings. And through being, we create. When we are consciously aware of how we are being and the vibrational frequency that we're spreading out to the planet, we start to naturally move into greater personal sovereignty. Well, what's personal sovereignty, you might ask? Let me explain. I love the Native American quote spoken by Chief Seattle over a century ago. And he said, We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. I'm sure you've heard this quote before. It really gained in popularity when we began to realize that the earth might not be in unlimited supply of her life-sustaining resources. However, for me, this quote applies to consciousness as well. In addition to paying closer attention to my personal relationship with Mother Earth, it also inspires me to learn how to live more impeccably, to learn to live with reverence for all things, and to approach all others with mutual respect for where they might be in their evolutionary process of their lives. If we look beyond the literal, tangible meaning of this beautiful quote, we can come to realize life may be short and temporary, yet our contribution is important. And to fully understand and embody the potential of what we have to contribute, I think we have to step into personal sovereignty by investing in a deep and respectful relationship with self that starts at the center of our hearts. It's through personal sovereignty, this personal responsibility and independence of our feelings, thoughts, beliefs, and actions that we create our greatest impact on the world. It's through personal sovereignty that we claim the personal energy and vibration that only we are capable of bringing into this world. Remember, there's no one else like you, no one else like me, that has come before us or that will ever be. And we have a responsibility to live into that destiny. So when we build this relationship with ourself, we come to know and understand more deeply what that means and what our mission really is. When I was young and growing, I got confused. Through normal human conditioning, I began believing less in myself and more in others. Maybe this happened to you too. I began questioning what I felt and knew to be true and trusting more and more and more in what others thought was best for me. My relationship with myself slowly deteriorated. 
and I found myself lost and disconnected. This looking outside myself for answers blocked me from living into my destiny and from claiming my personal sovereignty. I think it does for many of us, if not most of us. Through this human experience, we are here to unravel ourselves, to understand ourselves, to be ourselves in human form in a way that will make a positive impact and leave some small part of this world better than how we found it. This, to me, is what Chief Seattle's quote means. This path that I am on, this way of the shaman, it's not always easy. But living disconnected from the heart, well, that's not easy either. As human beings, we step into this beautiful opportunity to claim and express the gift of self. And the only way we can do this is to cultivate a deep, meaningful, transparent relationship with ourselves at the level of our souls. Otherwise, we're spending a lot of energy and resources trying to build another man's dream. The only way to live in alignment with heart is to experience and be human from the inside out rather than the outside in. So how are you currently perceiving the world? Masterfully living from the inside out takes time. And it goes back to cultivating that relationship with self. It means putting yourself above all else. It goes against what is cultivated within us early on. Remember back to your childhood. I don't know about you, but I was taught to yield to others. As I mentioned before, I got a little confused about the authenticity of what this really means, and I lost sight of my own self. I confused respecting others with handing them my power. It is through shamanic ways and practices that I found my way back to myself. Truly, this is a lifelong process, right? So I continue to deepen that relationship with myself. So I'm going to share with you three foundational ways that I walk the path of the shaman to live in greater personal sovereignty, in greater alignment with my heart. Number one, I spend time in the quiet. I go within. Life wouldn't be normal in my house if my family were not joking with me about the voices in my head. But it's really true. To hear and connect to the strands of intuitive wisdom from within, I had to learn to be in stillness and to quiet my mental mind. Underneath the constant, and I do mean constant, mental chatter is a whole other realm of information that I never knew existed until I created the discipline with myself to sit quietly. This is no easy task, especially for an intellectual, strategic, problem-solving thinker like myself. So I tell my students all the time, if I can learn to do it, 
I know you can too. Here are some of my tips on going within. Let go of expectations. Start small. Let go of expectations. And jot down some notes along the way. So let's take a look a little bit deeper. Let go of expectations. When I first discovered the art of meditation in my early 20s, I really struggled with it. I wanted to meditate so badly, but I just wasn't good at it. I struggled with the belief that there was a right and a wrong to meditation. I thought I can't be doing this right if I can't sit still in one spot for 30 minutes and control the thoughts in my head. Well, the truth be told, I still can't do that many, many years later. Because the trick is that we're not trying to control our thoughts. We're trying to allow our thoughts to happen. Watch our thoughts without becoming attached to them. Still, no easy task. However, I think the goal is to recognize and acknowledge some of those thoughts and question whether we really agree with them. And this I found to be easier than controlling the thoughts. So one of my many teachers shared this with me, and I'll share it with you today. The most important aspects of meditation is the agreement with yourself to set aside regular time for stillness and then follow through with the agreement that you make with yourself and actually sit in stillness. From this discipline, truly anything is possible. So let's move on to start small. Start with a time frame for being still that seems doable to you. Even three minutes consistently per day at the same time will begin to make a really lasting impact and open the doorway to your massive intuitive highway. But be willing to push yourself and expand that time to six minutes, 10 minutes, and so on as you become a little more comfortable in the stillness. And let me just add, becoming a little more comfortable in the stillness doesn't mean getting specific results. It means that it's just becoming easier to stay committed to the daily practice. Which leads me to let go of expectations. Yep, we're repeating that one again. Having expectations of what your mental mind will or will not do during stillness will only set you up for the likelihood of disappointment. One of the larger gifts from making this commitment of stillness to yourself is what you'll discover in the letting go. Letting go means surrendering to whatever the experience will be and acknowledging is exactly what you need. So the last tip, jot down some notes. I like having pen and paper nearby 
because as thoughts come in, I can write them down. This little trick continues to help me stay in the moment with myself. Writing a thought down gets it out of my mind and makes room for me to go back to the open space. The gift and stillness that cultivates over time is priceless. It's like a savings account. At first, putting a dollar a day in the account doesn't seem valuable. But over time, it adds up. And one day, you realize how grateful you are that you made this investment. If you're a seasoned and experienced meditator, then you're already cultivating a relationship with yourself at the level of your soul. Try using your time in stillness for self-inquiry through questions. Using a specific allotted time to ask yourself questions can be an invaluable tool at expanding your awareness and also raising your vibration. Regardless, the gift of stillness is one of the greatest openings to our intuitive selves. Shamanic practice number two for cultivating connection to myself is spending time in nature. Believe it or not, our bodies are made of nature. From a basic standpoint of native cultures, nature is curated from four primary elements, water, air, fire, and earth. In Chinese medicine, metal is also included. But for now, I'm going to stay with the four primary elements of native cultures. Our human bodies are over 60% water. The earth is made up of 71% water. Nearly 99% of the earth consists of carbon. The human body is over 18% carbon. We can begin to see a pattern here, that we are of the earth and the earth is of us. And ancient cultures knew this intuitively. The food that nourishes us is from the earth and our breath of life is of the air. Fire rests in our bellies and rises through creativity and inspiration. Spending time in the natural world or bringing the natural world into our homes reconnects us to the very essence of all of life. Balancing the elements of the natural world with our own nature lends to a balanced, healthy body, mind, and spirit. I take a moment to be present and breathe in the fresh air with full awareness. Or I put my hands upon the earth or in the dirt. I drink clean water and bathe in clean water with consciousness and with gratitude. Frequently, I light a white candle or use a small fire ceremony to transmute old energy and create room for the new. 
Native cultures look to nature for guidance, wisdom, and sustenance for life. In general, we humans have come to take it for granted. And in doing so, it allows the mental mind to become a guiding force in our lives. And we lose sight and we lose connection with the natural ebb and flow of our Earth Mother. So if you don't already have one, I invite you to join me in cultivating a daily practice for yourself of interacting with nature with reverence and gratitude. Again, this only takes a few minutes, but the return on investment is powerful. My third foundational shamanic practice is learning and committing to the art of self-care. It is with full transparency that I share with you that this one out of the three continues to be the more difficult one for me. My learned experience of yielding to others before consulting with myself, coupled with my workaholic tendencies, requires vigilance and consciousness in bringing self-care into my life on a daily basis. If you have mastered a positive pattern of self-care, I invite you to share your thoughts in the comments. As I said, this one can still be a challenge for me. I can find myself in periods of long hours of work, which can lead to unhealthy dietary choices and sometimes even a downward spiral if I'm not careful. So here are some of my thoughts in the area of self-care. First, Make a list of your favorite things. Perhaps it's a cup of coffee that you enjoy with full consciousness. Or maybe your favorite tea. Maybe it's a luxurious bath, a walk outside, or 30 minutes to curl up with a good book. It could be a nap. Try to make a list of at least 10 to 12 of your favorite things. Likely, You don't engage in these activities often, but you love them, and they are so good for your soul. You can also take a look at the activities you've always wanted to do. You've always wanted to learn, and you haven't done them yet. Some ideas might be quilting, or learning to paint, perhaps learning to ski or ice skate, or even play a musical instrument. Knit crochet. We all have a bucket list. And if not, now is a great time to create one. Then take about 10 to 15 minutes and think about how often you engaged in these activities of self-care, these activities that feed your soul, over the last month. Self-care is actually an important element to build into our day. Yes, every day. And again, it doesn't have to be long. Even five to ten minutes per day is an excellent place to start. And if you really feel daily self-care isn't possible yet, try scheduling and time for activities that are all about you, at least one time per week to start. 
if you're going with the one time per week instead of every day, try to set aside an hour or two for yourself. But remember, creating daily habits is probably better. Self-care is not indulgent. It is a necessary part of living a full, balanced, and healthy life. It is a necessary part of loving yourself back in the same way that you would a dear friend, a parent, a child, or a spouse. So depending on where you are in your journey of spiritual evolution, take a look at these three foundational elements. Sitting in solitude, spending time in nature, and daily self-care. If you're just beginning, adding in one would only account for about 5 to 15 minutes of your day. Adding in all three would account for about 15 to 30 minutes of your day. Aren't you worth this investment? What would you tell your friend? What might have to change in your life to see yourself worthy of receiving, worthy of this investment? Maybe you're feeling worthy of it, and you're just not sure how to fit it in still. I understand that as well. If this is the case, reach out to me in our Facebook group, Evolve with Kara, or even comment below. I would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button. At this time, new episodes come out every other week, and by hitting the subscribe button, you'll be notified when the new episode is available. Secondly, please share the Ascended Evolution podcast with your friends. Together, we can cultivate greater peace and lead this world a little better than how we found it. Thank you.